tell me about Black Katie. What would her situation be like? Like the evil version of Katie. Does everything you do, but like evilly. Um, I feel like it would be like kind of rubbish evil stuff. <laughs> like, you know how they would put like the milk in the tea before the Oh water. no. Yeah. They they Black would, like... Katie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would like always try and get on the tube before people have got off the tube. No, Jesus, I hate yeah. Black Katie. She <laughs> yeah, is she's the, the greatest anti hero I've ever heard of. <laughs> like just really rubbish things that like are really annoying, but yeah. it's not like I'm doing like, murdering. I'm just doing really annoying stuff. But so far, I find you more morally ambiguous and pr- and challenging than Black Adam. <laughs> like like standing on the left side of the escalator. Oh no! See, so far <laughs> I really am struggling to relate to you. <laughs> Cutting in line. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! Just Be the like... worst kind of yeah. evil. The wor- just like silently evil, you know. <laughs> silently evil is the tagline. <laughs> Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that doesn't waste words on dead. I'm Tef Paul, and we are continuing our short odyssey through the worst forms of 2022 with another visit from my dearest, oldest, Katiest friend with a Y. It's Katie Maiden. Hi, I'm back from last week. Remember me from, from literally last week? <laughs> if you skipped Firestarter, because, well, well, I don't know if, like, skip it. If you're the kind of person who skipped Firestarter, you'd probably skip Black Adam as well, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> if you skipped Firestarter, but you're here for Black Adam, you've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> you've picked this the wrong way round. Because, yes, Katie joins us for our, only our third DCEU movie after Suicide Squad, and indeed our very first episode, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice Extended Edition. Yeah, this film was released six years later than that, and it's even worse. It's Black Adam. His powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. This loose cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. You find us a cell that can hold him, we'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? I didn't bring a passport. We don't need passports. We're the Justice Society. Black Adam, we're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. Heard about at least three killings this afternoon. I'm not peaceful. Nor do I surrender. Here we go. Hi. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Um, this was a long time coming for for cinema. Um, it's all tied into Shazam, of course, because Black Adam is typically one of Shazam's bad guys. Um, although, I must say, I've never really read DC Comics outside of Batman. I've read a lot of Batman, but not a lot of any other part of DC. Yeah, I've read so. like um, some like Harley Quinn... And some Joker, but yeah, again, that's that's like Batman. 
Yeah, the Batman stuff. I've read the graphic novels, basically. The Long Halloween, The Killing Joke. Like, if it gets grouped together, No Man's Land, then I've read that of Batman. But rarely does, you know, Soups or the Green Lantern show up in this gothic <laughs> world of crime. <laughs> I'm Batman. I can summon whatever I like as long as it's green. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Get, Get out of out. here. Get out. And I've never read, like, the Batman in Justice League stuff because that always just felt odd. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, we've got to face off against the demigod who commands all of the forces of nature. I'll get my batarangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, not my aesthetic. Batman is like a like a David Fincher hero, you know, kind of like moody. <laughs> and like he could, like if he appeared in like the film Zodiac, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's just Batman. I mean, that's basically the Batman, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Except yeah. like neither of us were big fans of the batman <laughs> i need to rewatch it because now that now that i look back at it as essentially being seven but with batman in it i really need to re-explore that i mean i would but... have been okay with that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know about any of this is the point but apparently the guy in the red suit with the lightning bolt who is the main character in the shazam movies that we've seen confusingly his name is captain marvel yeah i've heard this and i'm just very yeah. confused about it i'm very confused so obviously dc have struggled to use that legally and just logically uh because people you don't want people showing up expecting brie larson so i'm getting zach getting zachy zachary levi which is the worst possible outcome so, true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've wanted to make a shazam movie since the early aughts uh dwayne the rock johnson was approached to play captain marvel aka shazam in 2006 but also was interested in playing black adam and I would love to see that as a dual role. Johnson on Johnson. <laughs> like um, <laughs> when Eddie Murphy played like... The... I think JCVD has done it a couple times. Yeah, I think... played like two characters in one. Yeah. Or uh, Will Smith in uh, Gemini Man, that classic of action cinema. I didn't see it, but I heard no, it wasn't great. <laughs> no, but I did hear it was Ang Lee. And I have seen a very serious, studious documentary about Ang Lee try to put on a very straight face and talk about Gemini Man, which was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, the production stalls and is next heard of in 2017 when they want to make Shazam a movie. Um, but Johnson is a big deal by then, so they don't really want him in a supporting villain role. They want him in a lead role. So they decide to split the movie in two, Shazam and Black Adam. And then have them meet in the future, having made a movie of each of them. Very much like Glass, the M. Night Shyamalan experience. Spoilers for Glass oh, and, yeah. you know. Uh, for Split. Spoilers for, for Split. Split, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also just the cinema of 2017, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were plans to introduce Black Adam in The Suicide Squad before James Gunn got involved and decided to make a much better film. Uh, the film is written by Ad- um, Adam Stideal. Uh, Stideal. Um, but they and get him because Rory... his name is Adam. Yeah, <laughs> no, we just like let's just have everyone. <laughs> we need Adam. someone who can relate to Adams. <laughs> who knows Adam's what it's everywhere. like? Who has lived an experience, so we don't get the Adam lobby um, going after <laughs> us. Yeah, it's written by Adam Stideal and Rory Haynes and Sohab uh, Noshivani. And Haynes and Noshivani have previously only written apparently good film, The Mauritanian, and a TV show called Informer. But Stideal had previously written Due Date, Alvin and the Chipmunks 2, The Road Chip, and so was a two-man, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, the fourth film in that saga, and he went uncredited for that one, so he draws the line somewhere. Um, <laughs> Ramp- Rampage, where Dwayne Johnson <laughs> punched monkeys, and Scoob, 
So I think I might have spotted the weak link in the writing team. Oh god. <laughs> though I like Diary of the Wimp Kid, though I like the books and I've never seen you the like films. The, you haven't seen the films, specifically no. the fourth film. No, I haven't. <laughs> but the book's Dang. good, so Okay. There is hope yet. Um, this film is directed by Halma Collett Sarah, who impressed The Rock Johnson when he directed Jungle Cruise. But he's also directed Liam Neeson in Unknown, the hilarious January Jones adventure, and three transport-based action films with Liam Neeson. Non-Stop, On a Plane, The Commuter, On a Train, and Run All Night on Foot. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Run All Night is not really like a transport. Like, I guess feet are I haven't seen it. But like, are they transport? <laughs> this, is like a, this is like a conversation about the plane series. You know, like the... <laughs> how the first one's called plane the next one's going to be called ship and how they should just get shitter as like the it goes that's on that's right plane like, sorry the, the gerard one... butler thing yeah, next one should be like bus and then it should be like yeah rickshaw skate <laughs> it's a skateboard or something <laughs> yeah i can't wait for that series to, con- to continue <laughs> god ship that's amazing but this guy is better as a horror director Okay. Because aside from the Risible House of Horror remake with Paris Hilton, although I do know someone who loves that movie, so I will reserve judgment, he has directed fairly good horror films, Orphan. Yes. And The Shallows, the Blake Lively shark thing. Oh, okay. I never saw that, yeah. but I heard it was actually oh, it was really good. good. And it I love Blake good. Lively in general. Yeah, and so. she's so hot in that movie. She is so hot in life. And she's married <laughs> to Ryan Reynolds. She is, and, and we met. That's uh, just like so hot uh, in general. Yeah. You know, like the whole. It's a hot thing. situation. Oh yeah. But also, we yeah. met her. We we yep. did. Well, that's... we were in a room with her <laughs> and Anna Kendrick. That was that, that was means good. we met her them together. <laughs> it was. In I remember them being really flirty with each other. It was. Um, I, that might just be my imagination, but my my most profound hopes. <laughs> but yeah, it was the premiere for Simple Plan. Yeah, which was really which good. Is, yeah, it's a very good film. Anyway, Colette Sarah. Anyway, back to this. Colette Sarah <laughs> described Black Adam as the dirty Harry of superheroes. Or what, they weren't f- fascistic enough for you already? Um, he says, everybody knows how the world sometimes is not fair, and you need people to break the rules to even out the playing field. Okay, so this is going to be different from all the law-abiding superheroes we're used to. <laughs> you know the superheroes who work really closely with a perfectly incorrupt justice system in order to achieve sustainable growth for society? All of those? Yeah, all of them. Well, he also revealed exclusively uh, that the black in Black Adam refers to his soul. <gasps> oh. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> That's why he looks after children so much. Uh, filming and post-production both got delayed by COVID outbreaks, so it wasn't all bad. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I know. Uh, but even the end of the world couldn't hold it back for too long. <laughs> This absolutely hideous movie was shot by the guy who <laughs> oh shot Joker and all of the Hangover movies. But Joker was beautiful. I mean, it wasn't like I, my favorite movie bleak. that year, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, like in the it bleak a, way. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So that is surprising. I, and I assume the Hangover movies are similar. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen them, but I've heard the mm. first one is actually pretty funny. I heard that the first one is generally seen as pretty funny, the second one is seen as completely pointless, and the third one is split people right down the middle. Like, literally split them in half. Split them in half, and then the goo (laughs) goo comes out. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They needed to do reshoots, but the studio was being occupied by Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is fair. Fair. And I'm very excited for that, which comes out next week. Woo! To be honest, it would have been fair if they were shooting an Andrax advert. Like, <laughs> sorry, du- sorry, Dwayne. We got to shoot this dog We've knocking over a ta- tower of Legos. We've got too many puppies here. I think I understand. I think you'd understand. 
I think he would. I've I seen the would. bun bag. I think he'd be on board. Yeah. Uh, due to the gruesome deaths, this movie received an R rating. Oh boy, maybe this will be the darkest. Oh no, sorry, they edited it down to a PG thirteen after that and said they were sorry, very very sorry. Oh no, that would have was... like made this film watchable, something. which it was not. <laughs> it would have made it something. It would have given it a raison d'être. Ah, uh, but as it happens, the film was received by critics like their powers were not a gift, but a curse. I do sometimes it feels that way as a critic. Uh, such are our gifts. The ability to be shitty is about a movie. <laughs> uh, Richard Brody at the New Yorker said very eloquently, "There's something morally deadening and aesthetically depressing about the bottomless toy chest of CGI being reduced to the toolbox of cinematic bureaucracy. It's no less numbing to find material meant for children retconned for adults, and in the process, for most of the naive de- delight to be leached out, and for any serious concerns to be shoehorned in." and then waved away with dazzle and noise. I mean, yeah, that's quite eloquently summarizes what I'm going to spend the next hour trying to get out. <laughs> but with me periodically going, I hate you for making me watch this. <laughs> that's fair. That's what Richard Brody lacked. <laughs> he then told a story about Jerry Lewis, saying that he, in the 80s he went to a, a movie of his in France, because they love him in France. And it had a title that was like Smorgasbord, but they just released it in France as, You're crazy, Jerry. That was the title they gave it. You crazy. You're crazy, Jerry. And he said that this movie could have just been called You're a Superhero, Dwayne. Because <laughs> people have a similar relationship with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> ah. Now, Peter Bradshaw, on the other hand, actually gave it a three-star review because he's insane and you never what? know where you are with him. Bradshaw, what are you doing? <laughs> Bradshaw. I think it's just because he's in love with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's basically so what I. I got from his review. So am I. I, <laughs> so I am a massive fan of Attitude Era WWE when it was still <laughs> WWF. I have a t-shirt When it was still Foley the World on. Wildlife Fund. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Dwayne Johnson. I really do. Yeah. This even know, he could not save this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shea Guevara once said that all revolution comes from a place of love. Just because we want better for Dwayne the Rock Johnson does not mean that we are anti Johnson. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Public, meanwhile, well, it's a DC movie, so it's going to have its inexplicable defenders. Uh, Peter Dickios over on Google said there are differences in geographical settings, character development, and values of the superhero. It does not take place in North America. The people are brown. They have accents when speaking English, among other differences to the usual superhero fare. It's well observed. Peter Dikios. Thank you. Thank thank you for chipping in. (laughs) Worth worth checking out because it's weird. People speak with accents. Uh, Another Google reviewer, uh, Vividzi Kelv, commends this film for not pushing lgbtq plus nonsense and indoctrinating children into their selfish and wrong agenda please go and report that dear listeners it's the eighth review down there's a little function where you can report it for being hate speech also is it worth telling him that the actor playing cyclone uses they them pronouns um yeah i think it might be worth it yeah it might be worth getting in touch with this douchebag and pointing that out if anybody wants to start a fight on google reviews (laughs) (laughs) it's us now look not all the fans of Black Adam are naively racist or outright homophobic. I assume I didn't look at any others. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not all DCEU fans, guys. Just most. <laughs> just the most apparent. Uh, Patrick Sabongui is a Sabongui. Oh, is a three-man. Uh, played Tufts in The Predator and Sucker Punch. So it's good stuff there. More interestingly, we have our third Viola Davis uh, performance. After Suicide Squad, of course, but also Eat, Pray, Love. Wait, hang on. 
Huh? Wait, hang on. <laughs> she played Walla. The, the Walla Davis is in this movie? <laughs> what do you think? I think this loose cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. Oh, and good morning to you, too. Shove it up your ass, Carter. Yes, she plays Amanda Waller. She's angrily on screen a couple of times, demanding that people sort things out. She's like the linchpin. She's like the Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, my God. How did I not notice Waller Davis? I need to come back to that. In this movie. (laughs) She shows up and she's like, Hawkman, put your team together. And then in the post-credit sequence, she's like, I'll send Superman after you. I did not watch the post-credit sequence. Ah, there you go. Probably because (laughs) I was watching it online and i thought oh great the credits bye bye now can close <laughs> yeah. my screen yeah that x button does it, it's tempting yeah whereas you saw it at the cinema so <laughs> i did and i had time to kill there. before the next movie which yeah. was the woman king so i got to see Viola davis in a way way better film fair so. oh free to a man free in a bush free free yo films are shit mate the film has 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, 41% on Metacritic, and bombed spectacularly. However, it does have 72% on Google, Google. and a Rotten Tomatoes audience score of 88%. No, it doesn't. Yes, it How? does. Never, never come at us with the Last Jedi's audience score, people. Oh my god, seriously. The audience score is a nightmare. But look, the movie lost money, so I'm, I have reason to I'm happy it. with it. <laughs> yes. So, Katie, you Kent Nelson. What? <laughs> Why am I Ken? You're Kent Nelson. Uh, what have your powers? What have your powers given to you? Nothing but heartache. By which I mean, well, you didn't recommend this. What well, was one thing about this movie that made you made it worth watching? Um, I really like um, uh, oh, so hard. No, I have one. I really like Pierce Brosnan's eyes. They are so blue, right? Like blue as the Irish coast. They are so blue. Like (laughs) this kind of almost like exactly in the middle blue. Like not sky blue, not dark blue. They're like, oh, they're beautiful. Oh, majestic. Yeah. Made it worth it. It didn't. Oh my God. That was a lie. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that I really, I saw his eyes and I was just like lost for a second. Like, oh, Mm. I love you, Pierce Brosnan. You could be watching any of Pierce Brosnan's good films. Like. He's two of the Bond ones. Yeah, I like. He's one of my favorite Bonds. Um, <laughs> it's actually tricky. Don't really like Bond that much, though. <laughs> she says, you having seen about... every single Bond for the oh last like ten years. <laughs> How do you feel about Mamma Mia? Um, I d- didn't like Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no. it's a tough world for Pitt. But that's how charming this man is. Is he's made such an enduring presence, in spite of the fact he's been in two good movies. He's probably been in more. If I think harder, I'll think of the nineties. He's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoy that movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's find out if this is his third good movie because we're gonna go through what happens in Black Adam. God help us. Okay. <sighs> we start in Wakanda. We start in Wakanda, a <laughs> civilization that's been taken over by an evil dude. He's evil because the camera goes all the way over him so that he's upside down, <gasps> like his values. Oh my god! Yeah. What is it actually he... called this place? Oh no! It begins with a K. It begins with a K. I mean, it's like, Kerat. hey, we're not Kawanda. We're not. We're yeah. Kawanda. It's, Wakanda, it's, but we are. It's Kawanda. 
And so, yeah, he makes a powerful crown with minerals that he's mined through slave labor. And they're called, and just... like, Eternism? Like, Eternal? Yeah. Like, etern- like, how in Avatar they call it, like, Unobtainium. Oh, Unobtainium, yeah. And it's, it's again, oh, like, a writer went, let's just call it that, and, f- and we'll <laughs> change it later. And then they just don't change it later. <laughs> well, to be fair, this might have been established in, like, a comic book from the 60s where they will have been writing three issues at any given time. Yeah, so true, true, true that. All of this legacy is built on very overstressed individual animators, and I think that's worth remembering. Illustrators. Anyway, at this point, I do have to check the movie to make sure it's not on fast-forwards. If infused with the powers of the six demons of the ancient world, it would make Acton invincible. To make the crown, he needed Eternium. A rare mineral of magic properties found only in Kandak. So he enslaved his own people and forced them to dig. But I needn't have worried because the ridiculous slow motion does bring it down to an almost normal speed. Oh my god. There was one slow motion moment where I was like, that was... No. Why was that there? I don't... (laughs) Because of 300. We all remember 300. I love 300. Don't start me on 300, okay? 300 (laughs) is a great movie and I will defend it on this podcast if you need me to. (laughs) (laughs) That may have to happen at some stage. Anyway, the oppressed people of Clay World rally behind a brave young boy. (laughs) And he's about to be executed but gets given the Shazam powers of bland CGI. Oh my god. (laughs) He's going to wreak havoc with it. All right, look. Prologue done. Cut to the modern day. We've got the Smashing Pumpkins, so presumably we're going to have a nice kind of mellow... Oh, fuck me, more exposition. The world is a vampire. Today, conduct is occupied by international mercenaries. The Intergang, the latest in a series of foreign invaders. Yeah, more exposition. Uh, we can learn stuff by watching. This is also where I first wrote down, did he seriously... Did they seriously just say Shazam? Because it sounds so <laughs> out of place in this like kind of gritty I know, right? backdrop thing. And I'm just like, no, they're going to keep saying it, aren't they? Spoiler, they yeah. do keep saying it <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> it's the special word you have to say to get your powers. It's like it's abracadabra. That's how I know. stupid it sounds. But I think it did come from dc comics it's just it then spent a good 60 years only in comic books and so it became a very cheesy thing exactly but in comics of a richard donner movie to make it serious in comics you're allowed to be like shazam you know like yeah or in better movies with better turns (laughs) yeah true (laughs) so yes the modern vaguely foreign country is dominated by colonial powers the most notorious colonizers of our modern world australians (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the empire builders <laughs> might have been a south african accent to be fair he says like five words so it was I, I, I was unclear <laughs> but i was just like i'm just gonna leave it in the yeah. abstract whatever i think that's what they thought as yeah. well as long as it's not americans that's too close to home yeah so or the british little boy... who are notorious colonizers <laughs> yeah that could have been that too <laughs> um and now current enablers of the new colonizers we can give you lots of tips and handy firearms we got your back, America. <laughs> we're sorry we're not in the EU anymore. Please don't use Ireland instead of us as a stopgap. Please, please, please. We need your heavily uh, medicated beef for our <laughs> restaurants now. So a little boy reads out a high school essay that the screenwriters wrote so that people could say this movie has themes. Now go on, piss off. No, what you are is a neo-imperialist enforcer from halfway around the world 
centered to steal my country's natural resources, strip mine our sacred lands, pollute our water, oppress our heritage, and make us wait in lines all day. He calls uh, a bunch of police officers neo-colonialists, and it's like, ah, you see? They thought about this. Yep. Deep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, deep. It's very deep. Uh, so there's a gang of freedom fighters with the boy. Only The only two notable ones being Comedic Relief and the lady. The other two are red shirts. Yep. Yep. Uh, they arrive at some kind of tomb. And hey, you know how The Mummy 1999, you know what that movie was really missing? Is just cutting straight to the tomb and getting past all the character moments and subtle world building. Yeah, I really think that there's almost sometimes too much character building. And, and in that, you know, just... Do you really need to know about character motivation and um, yeah. have any kind of world building, really? Yes, yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Oh, it turns out you do. Well, I mean, you do if it's Rachel Weisz and Brendan Fraser. If it's whoever these two are, maybe not. I don't know who the lady is, but I'm going to call her not Eva Longoria. Because she looks like Eva Longoria, but it's not Eva Longoria. Which is a shame. She looked like Tomb Raider to me. She looked like the modern Tomb Raider. Anyway, bad guys show up. Yep. And cause trouble. But the heroes find the crown they were looking for, that crown the king was making, and they summon Black Adam. Because, yeah, later on it will be weird that these two things are in the same place. <laughs> I was a slave until I died. Then I was reborn a god. I kneel before no one. He, he awakens, and it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And he's a bad guy, we're told. And he turns into... <laughs> He turns everybody into CGI goo and kills all the bad guys whilst the lady gets away with the crown. So the bad guys very, very, very quickly put a small army together to confront Black Adam, uh, the, Dwayne jo- the Dwayne Johnson, and uh, rock the Dwayne Johnson. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he uh, he kills them all. My God, his indifference to human life truly is terrifying. Oh my God, it's painted black by the Rolling Stones. Oh, yes, fun. This I is noticed like a, that. Yeah. This is like a Zack Snyder sequence because <laughs> of the really on the fucking nose music choice, the slow motion nonsense, the ugly cinematography, the tonal inconsistency with awkward comedic relief, and my utter indifference to everything that's happening. Yay! I hope that every action scene is that in this is like this and that action sequences are every other scene. Um, uh, action sequences were every scene in this movie (laughs) like honestly i felt so action fatigued by the end of this that i was like like a john wick film i need to watch i need to watch like a really slow film after this or just like (laughs) some asmr or something i need to watch brief encounter after this but (laughs) one of the characters says did he just catch a rocket oh wait are we meant to be impressed by any of what he's doing because it's been instantly unrelatable like right off the bat yeah so Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of this has any context or like relation to things that a person might do that would be impressive. It's, it's a video game at this point. <laughs> but he gets injured somehow. I can't remember how that happens. But he flies off towards the horizon and then falls directly down to Earth in front of them. Uh, because nothing means anything in this. There's no visual <laughs> language. <laughs> There's no meaning. <sighs> but yes, now... The West is afraid because this, you know, new evil hero has awoken. So Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, uh, calls up Falcon, who <laughs> Falcon from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, who assembles a team <laughs> consisting of Storm, Ant-Man, and Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Strange. He's like Ant-Man who... slash Spider-Man because they're trying to make him like the young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the young kind of funny one-liner tom holland along with yeah. ant-man who can get big and small um yeah. though he can't get small he can only get big he can only get really, really but big. 
this is the guy who is the boyfriend in um to all the boys i've loved before yeah and that is a great movie series especially the first one <laughs> so when i saw his pretty Ooh. face i was like cool i'm glad yeah. he's in this movie and then i instantly regretted that because he was terrible <laughs> um oh uh, no <laughs> <laughs> but i was like oh they're trying to yeah, basically make him spider-man right like yeah they, yeah they they want a young mouthy guy on the team yeah. you need that in a dynamic so they all meet at, meet at uh, professor xavier's mansion and then take the X-Jet. <laughs> and they take the X-Jet to Wakanda. Is it obvious enough that I'm implying that Marvel has done all of this before? Um, because... Oh, that's... I didn't realize. That's what you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So Black Adam has passed out and he wakes up in the boy's bedroom with no... And then, yeah, has no character moments whatsoever before starting a new fight. And the score is relentless throughout this entire sequence. Because one moment of silence in this movie and the algorithm says that our intended audience will go back to TikTok. We can't afford a second of decent pacing. That is actually... I'm not even joking. That is actually what it is. Like, yeah, we need the teenagers like. to stay engaged with this because they will <laughs> noise, go back noise, noise. to TikTok. Though the, I did watch, like, five minutes of a guy washing a rug earlier on youtube so like during this you know like the 30 year olds also need constant stimulation <laughs> it's true we're all sick now but i'm glad <laughs> that there are movies like this to accommodate that <laughs> also they are trying to do a terminator john connor thing oh yes of course of course which really just shows what an incredible performance that james cameron managed to get out of arnie arnie who owns a, a tiny donkey that lives in his house with him let's just put yeah. that out there that's important context. <laughs> <laughs> the boy gets into some trouble, so he appeals to Black Adam to save him. But Kid is too early for that. He's not a hero yet. He's only had one three-minute talk with you, and he's got all these complicated issues and a really violent uh, and indifferent nature towards mankind. And, you know, yeah, your mother's going to have to uh, figure this out for you because uh, he's not... Co oh, there he is. He's oh no, now. he's gonna come save you. Yeah, yeah, he's defender of the downtrodden. I think the kid's called a man. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it's right. <laughs> that sounds like the sort of thing that you might do. Um, the movie has the absolute gall to invoke Sergio Leone, <laughs> and suitably enough, absolutely massacres an Ennio Morricone piece in order to do it. And then there's more nonsense. And then the Avengers arrive <laughs> in order to face off against the Rock Johnson. They shoot a bunch of CGI at each other until Black Adam flies away. And they're called the Justice... The S J Justice Squad? Society of society, America. Society, that's it. Because I was like, okay, yeah. so this isn't the Justice League. This is the Justice Society. <laughs> Why? We're legally not allowed, allowed to call ourselves the Justice League. Why? They're the community like... support officers of the superhero <laughs> world. Why did they use the word justice? Just call themselves like something completely different. It's it's a really cynical business model, but they are hoping that people will accidentally call them when they're after the Justice League. <laughs> justice and sorry, was that Justice League? You know uh, what? What did you say? Uh, do you you need justice? <laughs> We've got justice. We can do justice. We've got Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. Sounds, <laughs> sounds all right. <laughs> so yeah, the themes of the movie being overtly laid out for a second time, and. Uh, yeah, lots and lots for the defenders of this movie to fixate on, which is good stuff. Lady then finds Black Adam and decides to deliver some more exposition in place of character, de of character development. And it turns out that Black Adam did exactly what he was supposed to in the past, but did so in a slightly grim manner. And so the wizards punished him and imprisoned him. 
Oh, uh, that's why the wizards, which have only just been mentioned, <laughs> punished They him. were. Yeah, they're a Shazam thing. They're all wizards. <laughs> oh, God. I'm afraid. Yeah, oh, this is I'm not... I'm so happy that you didn't make me see Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Like... Uh, I'm just really glad the second movie has made it even more unnecessary for me to say good things about the first one. Because there were good things, but not enough to justify any of this. <laughs> anyway, the bad guys come after the crown. And so Black Adam saves the boy again. He's not the hero, guys. He's a very scary, unpredictable villain. Um, oh, incidentally, what I just said, the bad guy come after the crown, and so Black Adam tries to save the boy. That took 15 minutes to do. Yeah. That took 15 minutes of flying around and making that happen. I think I need to watch a Michael Bay movie because I hate Michael Bay, but I do remember his stuff being less mind-crushingly bland than this, so I might need to reaffirm that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a Michael Bay movie, but I actually think maybe I would have preferred it to this. (laughs) I think maybe Transformers 2 may have gotten too bad around. Oh, do you know what? I I have seen seen the Transformers movies. So I take it back. I've seen Michael Bay movies. Oh my God. Anyway, the bads get away with the boy. Bads with the boy. But uh, they're able to... The Justice Society, who are now working (laughs) with Black Adam, managed to find out where he is. Good on them. Good work. (sighs) Which is really impressive they're working together because there is the whole dramatic tension of the movie. Hey, stop killing people. No. Scintillating. (laughs) I had a tear in my eye. (laughs) Isn't this the tale of older time? (laughs) Why can't we put our differences aside and see both sides of the perspective? Oh, Christ. The heroes throw more CGI at each other until they find the crown in the boy's room. Oh, we got it. Good. It's time to go off, save the boy. And oh my god, it's Kanye West's power. I love that. What a contemporary piece of music for this scene. Hey, what's Kanye up to these days anyway? Um, get, Much? Getting sued. I read this morning. <laughs> <laughs> who of the many people who should be suing him is suing him? So, uh, Adidas, I believe, are suing, <laughs> are suing him. So because he came out as such a fucking weirdo after... Um, after publicizing their product and now they're mad about that uh something to do with easy honestly i i read the the headline and was like i <laughs> there's so many other things i care about more than i'd have, read the, headline and been, I'd have read the headline and just been like yeah it makes sense and then just kept, kept yeah going. basically that was essentially <laughs> me but there you go that's what he's up to so um good on yay adidas i guess good on good on that and good on this uh, the Rock Johnson hilariously catches a bullet before it kills a boy because just his face. It's very good face work in this sequence. <laughs> and then he kills literally everyone. Yep. Oh no, he fucked, he fucked up the boy a bit in the process, I think, although I don't think that comes up. No, it doesn't come up. No. No. Everyone's fine, fine with it. <laughs> <sighs> Twist time. The Rock Johnson wasn't that heroic boy from the beginning. <gasps> he was his father. Yeah. And the son gave him his, the power that he had so that his father might use it to kill the king and overthrow the empire. Mm. And then but he died. after the son, the son died, yeah. and so that he got really mad, and he killed the king and overthrew the empire, but in a bad way. As opposed to overthrowing the empire in a good way, which is what his son yeah. wanted him to do. He was a dick about it, and so he's bad. Yeah, so like, so, you can overthrow an empire, just don't be a dick about it, you know? Yeah, don't be a dick about it, Don't be a dick it, about he it. Just, he was really mean, and he didn't say anything cute whilst he was doing it, so yeah prison prison forever 
So Shazam surrenders his powers and is taken to an underwater prison, which is a perfect end for the movie, teasing his possible future release in a future movie, perhaps in like a 48 hours Silence of the Lambs style situation where they need a villain to understand a different villain, so they let him out and form an uneasy alliance with him. But yeah, anyway, that's for the next guys to figure out because we're done. We've ended this movie. 90 minutes? Woo! We are out of here, folks! Oh, okay, we're back with the team teasing the next movie and the dynamic between them. Oh, yes, Piers Brosnan had a vision about that guy's death. Okay, great, we can resolve that in the next movie. Oh, the villain isn't really dead. Cool, he can be the bad guy. Good, we're, we're done, though, right? We're done? We can go? I'd like to go, please. I'd like to go. Oh, no, there's 30 more minutes of this movie. No! There's a whole other act to this movie. <gasps> Why? Why? Because they had more action sequences that Dwayne wanted to shoot. Oh no! He'd been working out a lot, so he has. <laughs> I mean, he does every day. I so don't want to recount this. The Avengers try to fight generic evil man, but it doesn't work. And Doctor Strange Brosnan, Doctor Strange Brosnan sacrifices <laughs> himself. And I want to highlight the score in this moment as just being the most truly fabulously generic thing you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Honestly, this this moment was supposed to be the big, like, emotional, oh my god, Piers Brosnan's, like, sacrificing himself moment, and I felt nothing. Zero. Absolutely nothing. No, who are you? But look, it's to no avail, so he summons the rock. Uh, but now he has to get out of this super secure prison in spite of having none of his powers except incredible spent strength, speed, and lung capacity, it seems. And, like, he can fly. And he can fly. <laughs> so while while Brosnan monologues, we were wrong about you. The world doesn't always need a white knight. Sometimes it needs something darker. A black Adam. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Such nonsense. Uh, some zombies show up to very little effect. Um, comic relief guy gets involved. He's back. Yay. And black Adam shows up and defeats the bad guy. Saves all the civilians and the young guy. Oh, what a villain. What a complex man. Yeah, and all the civilians are like, yes! And there's Yay, this really terrible this scene where they're all going, yes! And I'm like, <laughs> why are you guys all just standing around in the street? Like, <laughs> why? Do you not have, like, Well, there was a zombie attack. Do? <laughs> you do gather. People tend to gather. Like, just in the street? Like or... There have been a lot of really loud explosion noises in the last half hour that's so true you're gonna, yeah i might you've got to stop work because <laughs> when i hear loud exploding noises what i i don't shelter i go out into the street <laughs> just in, see what's going on <laughs> so black adam and the falcon make amends and Dr. Str- <laughs> stop calling Dr. him the falcon <laughs> he's the falcon god damn it what Dr. is his Strange actual is name mourned. sorry i don't know oh, dc hawk man Haw- is that his that's not his actual name don't tell I me like Hawkman. Hawk That's hilarious. I think it's Don't say Hawkman to me right now. <laughs> I think it's Hawkman. <laughs> Doctor Strange is mourned by the only guy who had more than five lines of dialogue of him. Uh, Lady justifies the use of unaccountable violence to solve political issues. Yep. Luckily, the bad guys are always really obvious. The kind of justice you dish out can darken your soul. It's his darkness that lets him do what heroes like you cannot. And Black Adam promises to look after everyone and save puppies and old ladies and that forever. Yay. <sighs> There's a post-credit sequence. Oh, I didn't see it. T- so tell me all about the post-credit sequence. Uh, Amanda Waller is there and it's like, if you leave that country you're in, then you're going to be in big trouble. Wait, so I missed and, another uh, Verla Davis moment just because yes. I didn't watch that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. She was there and she said, 
you don't leave your your city or you know we'll stop you um and he said there's nobody on earth who can stop me and she said i can call in a favor from someone who's not from this oh earth. no it's shazam isn't it no it's not shazam probably should have been shazam but it's a crash and Henry Cavill Superman steps out. No, it's no, not Henry Cavill Superman. It's been a while since anyone's made the world this nervous. Black Adam. We should talk. His first appearance since uh, the Justice League, and his most recent one to date. He's like te- he's like fifty years old at this point. He's fifty. Five years old and oh, is, is that real is he actually <laughs> no, I, I have no <laughs> no idea. he's no he way cat isn't. henry cavill is 55 there's no way he's 55 i'm looking at but yeah um it teases a clash of superman that probably isn't going to happen because apparently nobody likes making these movies except zachary levi but nobody likes working with him um wait a minute amanda waller can call in a favor from superman i thought hating superman was literally her entire oh who cares um henry also, cavill it's... is 39 but he is <laughs> 54 you say no he's 39 years old but he's going to be 40 on the 5th of may so if okay. this is released this week yeah, happy 40th before. birthday henry cavill <laughs> god bless you for not making too many of these <laughs> so and for using your powers to much greater effect in uh the man from uncle and what was the other one mission impossible and also being uh, beautiful Fallout. like he is yeah he's and also being like really pretty i feel like He's problematic, but it might just be that he's with uh, Gina Carino, who's super problematic. Um, also, it's hilarious in this that they introduce him with John Williams' theme and not the Hans Zimmer theme. Because, hey, do I, does anyone actually remember those movies <laughs> 10 years ago? Or, no, we better use the Williams one. <laughs> Paul, are you sure you want to delete? You've paid for this rental and will not be able to watch it if you... And I'm just hammering the yes button. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. What did you think of Black Adam, Katie? (laughs) I'm going to make a really bold statement, Paul. Oh, no, you loved it. I think this is potentially the (gasps) worst movie I've seen in like a decade. (laughs) Wow. What was was like 10 years ago that was worse? I don't know, but there's got to be something. Um, it's probably the worst movie I've seen since I started making my spreadsheet, which was, I oh, think, yeah. 2014. So nearly 10 years I've been keeping my every film I've seen spreadsheet. Yeah. And I think it's the worst one. Honestly, I yeah. it's so boring. The tedium yeah. is is just awful. I had to yep. pause it several times. And um, yep. I had to go out to my housemate and be like, I'm still watching this movie. And he's like, <laughs> you've been watching this movie for like four hours. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I have because I paused to play some <laughs> Zelda, um, yeah. so I didn't die of boredom. And you had to watch this in the cinema where you can't pause oh, and play it was Zelda. Dreadful! <laughs> I've, it's really one of those times when I've been very close to just wanting to just walk out of the cinema. Like this, I, unusually, the next time that really palpably happened was Shazam too. So, yeah, there's a problem with this little mini universe here. And I, I. I just I'm thinking back to all the other um superhero movies and I was thinking about uh-huh. Ant-Man the most recent oh, yeah. one that we saw that honestly oh, was terrible but it was better than this yes it was this 
was so boring. There was no character oh, development. God. There was no world building. There was uh-huh. no humor whatsoever. Yeah. There was no. Oh, God, Every time they said the word Shazam, I wanted to cringe. Like, I was just <laughs> so cringy. And mm. Dwayne Johnson, who honestly I love, I love him in wrestling mm-hmm. and I like his movies. Like, I yeah. really liked Jumanji. I thought it was oh, fun. Yeah. Well, that's the go to one, right? Because it's the most probably critically acclaimed of his films. Yeah, it's but I liked some of I saw the one where he's like up sure. a skyscraper. Is it called Skyscraper? Oh, yeah, it's called Skyscraper. <laughs> it was dumb, but it was yeah. fine. It was Dwayne yeah. Johnson. He had a shirt off. No point in yeah. this did he have his shirt off. And I was no. like, what's the point? Oh, I think maybe, <laughs> but when he was super skinny. <laughs> and I was when like, I used the CGI the to make him skinny. Honestly. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I, I really, really yeah. hated it, honestly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it's usual stuff for me. Hideous CGI, grossly incompetent mm. filmmaking, and just absolutely no care given to plot, character, or scenario. Mm. Movies like this ought to, at the very least, be good for some fun action sequences, but there's just nothing to be gained here. Who is impressed at this stage by CGI characters flying around a fake brown environment, shooting light at things to no effect? Yeah. The the CGI if... was so bad. Like, it, it's impressive yeah. CGI, but it's so bad. That... That doesn't mean anything. No, anymore, it doesn't. I feel like. It like, doesn't. Yeah. Everyone can do it's impressive just, CGI now. It's just they bad. Can. If if all of the powers you show your superheroes using don't really affect anything, i.e. they're being used on a superpowered individual who doesn't seem to be affected by it, it just makes it look like nothing. So standard modern blockbuster stuff from me there. But there are two things I wanted to discuss in particular. The first is this idea that Black Adam is different from other superheroes because he is an anti-hero. Yeah, because they've never done that before in superhero movies ever. Exactly, yes. In my Jen and the Film Critic review, I gave this long list of all the other movies that claim to have had an anti-hero in the lead role, but in fact never had the guts to let its main character actually do anything morally dubious. And this is just one of those, because Black Adam, he kills faceless bad guys usually in comic relief sequences where people go, ah, oh, fuck, before they then get, you know, killed. He never does anything that might risk the audience's sympathy with him. And whilst also proving incapable of actually generating that sympathy for any charm or charisma, I have to say, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is leached of his power in this. He's he is so given... wooden. He is he's so, so wooden. wooden. And he's playing it like that because basically Black Adam has been like frozen in time for how long is it? <sighs> like 4,000 years or something. And it, yeah. that he's that he's trying to do the thing where it's like I don't understand the modern world. I'm being wooden, yeah. but no, he's yeah. just wooden. It's it's awful, yeah. and it's not that funny wooden that Keanu Reeves does. You know the kind no, of it's not deadpan humor it's like not. Peter Bradshaw claims. It's not. I, do, I yeah. He's a psychopath. But, well, Peter Bradshaw a, is a psychopath. I want to meet him. And be is. like, what is wrong with you? I met him. He was a frightening man to meet. <laughs> All superheroes act outside of the law. The distinction between killing and not killing is really hard to appreciate when action sequences have been so bombastic for the last decade. Like, the Avengers kill people all the all time. All the time. They even based one of their movies around the fact that there's too much collateral damage involved in their vulgar climaxes. Yep. Like mine. And you'd have to go much harder to invoke a sort of Conan-style adventure movies of the 1980s, like Deathstalker, or the v- Vigilante movies of the 1970s, like Death Wish, in order to create a hero that would actually cr- challenge audiences' sympathy with the main characters and make you question whether their moral authority is correct. 
you know, the Dark Knight has more in common with Dirty Harry than this. The Dark Knight series in general, the Christopher Nolan Batman yeah. series are genuine anti-hero vibes. Like, yeah, moral ambiguity. So is it much. right that Batman is doing all of this? You know, there are parts in that that will make you feel genuinely uncomfortable. And that's basically the it's end just... of the Dark Knight is him going, I'm not doing this anymore because it's morally ambiguous. Basically. Yeah, I've lost myself. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the consequences of what he's done then become fully felt in the next movie. It's just... Uh, anyway, that... that brings us to my second point which is the dceu how many of these have you seen i have seen half of the first one the batman versus superman that's the second one man of steel was oh first. i did then not was, see that uh, and that is it really half of batman versus yeah superman. so i mean wow. name the others and i'll tell you but i've seen obviously it's all the batman but that's not oh no that's not part that's of not the part of the universe uh, so wonder woman oh yeah we saw that together Oh, okay, so yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, we what have. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I saw the first Wonder Woman, and do you know what? Uh, it was good. Yeah, no, the first one. Okay, so here, you'll, you'll be able to get it from my sort of little rundown of this, because my, my history with the DCU is well documented. I did not enjoy the Snyder stuff, which is um, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League, and also that first Suicide Squad movie, because they all kind of pulled together um and in a very dark and ugly way then wonder woman was good yeah we, we definitely in saw spite, this together and it was good yeah. we did in spite of snyder's involvement it was good and then after justice league they started doing their underwhelming mcu knockoffs with aquaman and shazam no i didn't then, see either of those despite bland, aquaman just, being you know aquaman <laughs> just bland just nothing and then two surprise hits um and highlights of the franchise birds of prey and the suicide squad both of which i really like um, and now we're back to consistently missing the mark with Black Adam and Shazam 2. But the future is we do a reboot. We're getting The Flash coming out and then I think a second Aquaman uh, and something called The Blue Beetle, whatever that is. We're, but after that we do a reboot uh, carried out by James Gunn, who is going to keep some characters and get rid of others. Some sort of alternate universe thing I think is probably going to be involved. And the thing is, none of these films work very well on their own. Except perhaps Birds of Prey and The Suicide Squad, which are good movies, or a really cool Harley Quinn double feature. Yeah. Uh, the rest of these movies spend all of their time desperately trying to trade on the emotional weight of intertextuality, gaining value from the other movies that they're drawing from, hoping that they will then become stronger than the sum of their parts. Um, and it does seem to work with some fans because there is footage of obnoxious crowds whooping when Superman shows up at the end of this movie, so... For some people, it really is just enough to see a guy from one bad movie show up in another bad movie. Mm. And that's just a substitute for quality. It's, it's, it's the epitome of the most loathsome part of modern corporate filmmaking and all the worse for actually achieving some success. This is like Marvel without even the rudimentary basic competence that Marvel often achieves, except Quantumia. <laughs> even the basic quality of having a future, potentially better adventure teased in this movie is massively undermined by all the behind-the-scenes drama that's going on, because Henry Cavill wants out. Warner Brothers want to replace him. Johnson isn't interested in being involved in Shazam, especially now. And nobody knows he's actually going to be here this time next year. Half the, um, you know, half their cast is cancelled now, due to various controversies, yeah. and it's just impossible to get even slightly invested in where all this is going. I don't really understand people who are like dcu fans and not marvel fans and i've got a no. friend one of my best friends is a huge dc fan and doesn't right 
doesn't like Marvel. And I watched like That's the old Marvel strange. movies, like the, you know, when I say old, I mean, recently I sat down and watched um, Infinity War and Endgame. And That's not old. No. When I say old, <laughs> I, I mean like, like X, X-Men 1. I mean like pre everyone dying in Endgame. Um, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> this, like I cried uh, multiple mm. times during Endgame. Yeah. It's a very, it has some very emotional moments. And I'm like, this is this is what's supposed to be happening. And then I watch something like Quantumia and I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. is it, well, is it, it just been... like your superhero movies just lost their way completely? Is it like the whole genre is like falling I apart? Think, I think this is too short to a shorter time span to claim that. But yes, it has been rough. Mm. But then again, it wasn't that long ago that we were all gushing over No Way Home. That's true. So, I did like No Way Home. And this yeah. week is the release of Guardians 3. Guardians 3. So let's hope that yep. that will give me some hope back because it does look good. Yeah. And if anything, yes, we'll get a banging soundtrack. And unbelievably, No Way Home is... Uh, sorry. Uh, the Flash is also getting good reviews. You know, it'll probably have another little resurgence, but there is definitely something of a, uh, a, a fade here. But then the, the problem is it's now even tiresome to talk about superhero fatigue because it's been a, such an issue for so long. So, I don't know. This, this for me, this particular film, Black Adam, is something of a nadir. I really do hate it. But that makes it very appropriate for the show. <laughs> good thing. Because some people do like this movie. It has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't know how to take. Um, and presumably it's somewhat disingenuous because it did flop massively. However, let's just try and get into the positive side of this soulless piece of marketing for a product that's rapidly <sighs> becoming defunct. Okay. And we can start doing that by quick firing. Okay. Quick fire. This movie <laughs> opened. My first quick fire is this movie opened uh-huh. with bullet with butterfly wings, which is oh, a yeah. great song. song. I was yep. like, yes, I a Smashing Pumpkins, amazing, and also it had other good tunes in this. It did have, as some mentioned other good already in your rundown. Um, so yeah. I was happy about that um, because. Uh-huh. Sometimes music can at least help you break the monotony yeah. of the film up. <laughs> What's amazing, though, is how short those musical moments are. Yes. It's almost as if they wanted to avoid copyright thing. Because, um, uh, what is it? Is it Bullet with Butterfly Wings that plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it plays like five seconds of it. And the same with Kanye's Power later and, and Paint It Black and the Ennio Morricone track. It's like they don't actually want to try and do an Edgar Wright or a James Gunn and actually try and set the action to this music. They don't have the skill and probably music supervisor never met the director or the um, whoever it is who's putting the action sequences together because that's probably not the director. So there's no communication going on yeah. across here. Um, so it's ironic that they're quoting Ennio Morricone because, of course, he used to actually be on set when... <laughs> The films were being directed in order to have that direct influence. There's no sense of that here. But no, you're right. And yeah, I love Bullet with Butterfly Wings. That's from Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which is one of my favorite albums. (sighs) The opening had some some good aesthetic, the clay mines, Mm. when they were working. And there was a 300-y vibe to it. And it did somewhat evoke the sort of, I don't know, feeling of an epic historical movie, which is good. I liked the cars okay in the like modern setting they were all like vintage and cool kind of coloring like pastel colors they look like the kind of car that you get 
only people that play Animal Crossing will get this. But when you buy a car in Animal Crossing, <laughs> this kind of like yeah. vintagey style cars. And so whenever you got yeah. a shot of a street, I was like, oh, all those cars look like they're really, they had a really well thought out like theme with their cars going on. And I really like yeah. them. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, watching the movie and seeing how they shot the beginning, the dad twist is quite good. The idea that we think throughout the whole movie that he's a young man who is corrupted by something that we haven't been told yet. And it turns out that no, actually, he was the dad. Yeah. The whole time. That was good. Of the mess of the messianic little boy at the beginning. Um, and we just didn't realize it. And now his anger is justified as being the anger of a parent sort of mourning for the child who got lost. And that's good. Yes, I didn't mind that. Um, yeah. I liked the moment when the not Eva Longoria character lady um, kind of took the Justice Not League to town and was like, <laughs> where have you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, that's what I wanted from the Eternals. You know, like when oh, everyone's yeah. like, where were you when Thanos was here? And they were like, oh, sorry, yeah. we, we can only fight dinosaurs. Um like yeah. I'm glad that she was like, "Where the fuck have you been, dudes?" Like, they, I wish there'd been more of that. Yeah. Like, cause she well, could be. I wish resolution? she was more pissed off, basically. Yeah, because what's the resolution to that? In the end, there, there you know, wasn't it's, any it's the typical thing. They were like, "Oh, they, soz," they... and then just carried on with the action because they hadn't had an action scene in thirty seconds. Yeah, what is it? My my fa- my new favorite film reviewer said about this: Richard Brody. Um, where was it? In the process for the most naive delight to be leached out and for any serious concerns to be shoehorned in and then waved away with dazzle and noise. Yes, that's, that's... exactly what I just said. There was just an, another yeah. action scene where they were like, oh, sorry, yeah. but we had other things to be doing. And then, yeah. yeah. And they drop things about, you know, colonial, you know, incent- uh, sentiments and the idea of America the liberator. But then drop the ball by entirely ignoring the fact that America is far more likely to be the oppressor than the ineffectual uh, liberator. You know, if we're still talking about the idea that America is the world police and that they inflict too much collateral damage, that thinking is around 20 years out of date. Now it's more likely that you're living in a state that is being sponsored by America and that the regime that you're living under is being sponsored by them for the beneficial oil rights. It's... Yeah, it's a different conversation. Have, <laughs> nevertheless, even the one that they're having is, uh, yeah, ineffectual. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that Atom Smasher is second generation. It's very sort of Watchmen, the Alan Moore graphic novel, not the Zack Snyder movie. Um, <laughs> I like the idea that, yeah, he's inherited his costume. Um, and I love the fact that the uh, uncle, the original Atom Smasher, is Henry Wrinkler in a little cameo. That was uh, that was good fun. How's my suit? Does it fit? No, yeah, it's perfect. Thank you again for letting me borrow it. You know, I used to watch you all the time as a kid. This is literally the only thing that I've ever wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let anything happen to it. It's vintage. Don't let anything happen to you either. Don't do anything crazy. You listen to Carter. I'm going to make you proud, Uncle Al. I promise. Having the fonz on the uh, on the phone. <laughs> um, And on that character, I mentioned earlier, but I'm glad that this actor is in this because he mm. is adorable. He's in To All The Boys <laughs> series. Um, And... He does, he could potentially have had quite a good like Spider-Man, Ant-Man thing going where he's like yeah. the com- comedy, but actually like amazing at what he does kind of thing. Unfortunately, yeah. the writing was bad, um, yeah. but he did what he could with it and he's cute. So that yeah. was, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I speaking of actors we like, I really like Pierce Brosnan in this. I think his look is good. I like his manner and his demeanor. His costuming is really good, but also just the nature of him. I like him as a superhero. That he's got this weird helmet that literally possesses him. Although we didn't get much of a sense of what that means. Yeah, the writing was bad. So the writing was bad is the yeah. issue. But he was doing a good job in a very limited role. Um, and I liked his little story about seeing the first airplane, his first airplane taking off an RAF base. And it's like, that's cute. And it connects you to a sense of childlike wonder. It just makes you think, an airplane taking off when you've never seen one before. What a little moment of spectacle that would be. And how hollow is all of the spectacle of the rest of this. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just such a shame because as you say, as you alluded to very subtly throughout this whole thing, Marvel did this with Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> He is Doctor Strange. He sees the future and there's like, oh, I don't yeah. see a future where this happens anymore. And it's like, oh, we did that in Infinity War. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, it's just such a shame because it could have been like quite interesting if it just hadn't been done already. Yeah. Um, I. So one of the things I wrote down was where is the humor? Because in yes. all superhero films, even the ones that are really dark, like Batman, as in the Christopher Nolan mm -hmm. Batman, there is some humor right yeah and there's no humor in this but there was one joke which could have been good <laughs> suppose they didn't have doors in your day well of course we did that's how we entered rooms what i did there is called sarcasm which would yeah. have been funny if they hadn't followed it up with Piers Brosnan going that was sarcasm just leave that line yes. out and then it would have been funny yep. like don't yes, overplay the joke no, they hung a lampshade on it for sure. But later on, when he says, "I'll," um... in fact, they do it again because later on, when he he flies two men out and and then you know almost kills them, he said, I... "You said you wouldn't hurt the prisoners." That was sarcasm. You know, technically, it was just a lie. And that's quite good enough itself. But then Brosnan says, "Actually, I think that was just a lie." And it's yes, like, again, just leave that line out. Yeah, again. yeah, leave that line out. And it, the thing is, it, he didn't say the sarcasm line with any humour. So no. it, it, well, he's it didn't it play deadpan. well anyway. But still, you're mm -hmm. right. They should have, yeah, not like followed up, like yeah. overplayed the joke. And it might have actually been a joke. <laughs> yeah, another joke they allowed to go on for too long, I think, was the teaching violence joke. Where the whole thing is, um, you know, uh, well, I'll sample it, but it's the whole thing of, you know. I appreciate what you did for me, but I do not want you teaching my son violence. I understand. You want his father to teach him violence. <laughs> Gross, that's my brother. That's my sister. His father's dead. I'm sorry. Who do you want to teach him violence then? Yeah, mom. Who do you want to teach me violence? It just goes on for a line too long. Yeah. Oh, I did quite like it. My point is, you could be famous. Magazines, lunchboxes, video games, and the superhero industrial complex is worth a lot of money. I don't need a box for my lunch. <laughs> um, that's, all, that's all my quick fires. Oh, okay. I've got a few more. Uh, okay, Contessa Swindell playing um, oh Cyclone, I think, is very beautiful. Oh, she they is. They have a really yes, she is. They have they they well, I think it's they. They have an incredible smile. Yeah, they do. They're just mm -hmm. yeah, really amazing. Final thing, an action beat that I actually liked is um in the prison when he breaks out of his cell and people attack him and there's too much Zack Snyder slow motion and it feels quite dated, but there's some actual moves in there. And the water makes it quite dramatic. It actually felt like a fight scene between some stunt performers. And that is not something you got out of the rest of this movie. So 
Which is a big. I have sh- to appreciate that. It's a big shame because massive part yeah. of Dwayne Johnson's life has been performing mm. action sequences. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, if you watch his, you know, uh, late nineties, early two thousands wrestling career, that guy yeah. is an athlete. He's a wrestling athlete. Why did they not use that? Like he could well, have done actually... so much that would have looked realistic because that's what wrestlers yeah. are trained to do. They're trained to make what they're doing look realistic, and sometimes it is real. You know, like the amount of times yeah. that people have been injured, like because yeah, it's sure. actually real. No, but I think the number of times that they've actually cinematically ca- uh, captured that in film is fairly rare. Like I remember one of his first films, which was called The Rundown or Welcome to the Jungle across the you know overseas. That had him doing some good physicality and being involved in some good fight sequences, some of which I remember. But generally speaking, it's weird. Although he's in a lot of action movies, like if I Google, you know, the best Bruce Lee fights, the best Jean-Claude Van Damme fights, the best Jet Lee fights, I'll get results. Am I going to be able to find a list of the top 10 Dwayne Johnson fights in movies? Um, That's not really no, the kind of action not. star he is. No, which is, again, it's a very shame. Odd. Like, in general. It is a shame. Yeah, because, yeah. like, he really has great physicality because he's an amazing athlete. Yeah. And he works very, very hard to yeah, keep yeah. his physique up to where it is. If you ever watch videos of Dwayne Johnson talking about what he does every day, he gets up at five so he can work out for, like, ridiculous amounts of hours. Um, yeah. That kind of thing. And also, yeah. Dwayne Johnson is an incredibly nice person. And I hate yeah. that I'm talking this way about him in a negative way because I like him as a person. But yeah. honestly, this movie couldn't even be saved by The Rock. So, Yeah. I have found a list of good fights sequences he was in. But again, the number one is still the rundown in that movie I just mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, then there's something. Oh, yeah, The Fate and the Furious Ways then with Jason Statham. It's a couple of good moments. And then it's the rundown at number three. So <laughs> it's it's really... And then Fast and Furious at four. Rundown again at, at, at number five, I hope. No, Furious 7. So it's it's Fast and the Furious movies and the rundown, essentially, that seem to represent the bulk of his actual fighting sequences. Mm. But anyway, that is going to do it for us here at OGT Manor. Let's see how the OG team have responded. Hopefully, they will have done so verbosely. <laughs> Um, okay, a couple of people like the fact that we're subjecting ourselves to Black Adam, but nobody has actually come forward to contribute anything about it. That's fine. Let's try Facebook. Uh, Jen liked it here as well. So Jen's very happy about the fact that we're doing Black Adam. Yeah, I saw her yesterday oh, she and the... she was like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> she was the subject of my last rant about this. So uh, the subject, the um, uh, recipient. The subject. I would like everyone to know no. that I was periodically texting Paul, asking him why he hates me. I know um, it was, and when your best friend hates you, you've as, got problems. <laughs> as you were doing that, I was watching it, and I really was reflecting on whether or not this was something that needed to continue. This podcast <laughs> is it necessary at this stage? Um, okay, Patreons, you are our last hope. Yes, we have some comments. Ooh, we have some comments. Love Ooh. this. Okay, yes, Luke Ciancio says, I am enjoying this confluence of Jen and the film critic and one good thing, making Paul watch the ahem best films of the modern day twice in short order. Thank you, <laughs> yes, so am I. He then replies, I don't know if I will get to finishing it before you record, so good things. I like Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate outfit. Agreed. 
Dwayne Johnson does stone golem physicality of his character quite well. I know what you mean. He seemed statuesque. He does. Yes, he does. And there was one shot of his butt that was pretty good. <laughs> so I was happy about that. <laughs> good. The film hints at some seemingly very co- uh, interesting comic roots to the characters. Yes. Okay. This is something interesting. I like the way the Justice Society of America fucking thing um, continues on the Justice, uh, the, the Suicide Squad thing of everybody has a weird origin story, but you're not going to get into it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this guy got cursed by a wizard. This guy was part of a scientific experiment. It's fine. Just everybody's here. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to have flashbacks. We can just go on from this point. Yeah. And I do. I enjoy that. Actually, I don't know. I think it would have uh, added to it, though, like being like. Ha- having a bit more of that because I was so bored. Oh, what? Just different powers yeah. or like hints at the hints at the huge universes behind each of these characters. Yeah, maybe. I was so bored. <laughs> but not not flashbacks. I wouldn't have enjoyed <laughs> no. that. Uh, but and to finish, I liked Pierce Brosnan in it. Generally, he had some gravitas and made some of his and made the most of his lines. That and the nightstick bending around Dwayne Johnson's head with a little pong, uh, ha- sorry, pock had me had good comedic timing. Made me laugh. Good stuff. Thank you very much, Luke Ciancio. Thank you, Luke. Yay. Okay, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Mine's just the Suicide Squad, because it's anti-heroes, but genuinely, you don't know if they're going to do the right thing. Like, there are just points in that movie where you just have no idea if any of them have the moral integrity to actually see this over the finish line, and when, you know, things happen, it's almost a nice surprise. That's that's what you want from an anti-hero you want them to be unpredictable you want to you know basically know that they're going to do the right thing in the end but you want to genuinely have moments of doubt mm. that's what made reddick so exciting in pitch uh, pitch black before you're about to say pitch perfect that. you? <laughs> that's what made vin diesel's reddick so exciting <laughs> in pitch perfect acapella is he gonna come and... madness yeah is is he going to come rejoin the band just before the big performance you don't know with that guy <laughs> that's what i love about him that and his crazy see in the dark eyes katie so oh my god so i was sitting here trying to write my brains about something that wasn't a superhero movie because i was like oh yeah. iron man's better than this captain america's oh, yeah. better than this captain america's quite a good <laughs> example right because he's like from the past oh yeah so it's well like, yes he's a good parallel to pierce brosman's character. um and you know oh, yeah, doctor his. strange because it's pierce brosman and then i was like uh-huh. Batman because he's kind of an anti-hero um, but I was trying Batman. to think of something that wasn't a superhero movie um, oh. because I was like can- is there a movie out there that where it's somebody who's like got kind of frozen in the past and woke up in the yeah. future and had and to Man. and then like yeah and then had to like ingratiate himself into the future um, and it's not really the same thing because it's actually future to past but I guess maybe Terminator in the way that he's oh, quite yeah. like the physicality is quite like you know he's a robot which is kind of almost what black adam is he's kind of yeah. like a stoic figure and he has to work out the time he's in you know because it's a different time to the one that he was previously in yeah i guess but yeah i mean yeah. like also all of those superhero movies that i just mentioned are just better than this I mean, mm. also um any movie is better than this i i'm <laughs> yeah, never gonna watch this movie again like no, ever no. um i'm relieved to say the same yeah. uh, thank now. god unless there's another so fucking boring. podcast that somehow requires me to do this <laughs> just don't watch it again just listen to this episode no. like um <laughs> honestly i yes last week we did firestarter which probably was the worst movie of last year 
no yeah but this is the worst movie of last year like um <laughs> i would rather have rewatched firestarter and that is saying wow. something i think that's true because at least it's shorter it's shorter it's and, shorter and, least, and less boring and it had some gore which always yes, makes me true. like okay good i can see something gross that's fine this yeah. had nothing for me absolutely yeah. nothing for me and that is agreed a big statement, but there it is. Yes. I th- yeah, and you I owe me a, a, a good film. <laughs> In fact, we're going to the <laughs> cinema tomorrow, this. so there you go. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully... Oh, and yes, and I know what we're seeing. So yes, tomorrow will more than make up for Black Adam, I hope. Thank God. <laughs> the one better thing. Okay, folks, that's going to do it. So yeah, stick around here at OTT Manor. You can see, you know, more Katie. In last week's episode on Firestarter, and also various episodes from our past, and on Screen Mayhem, you can find some of our previous podcasts that we have done together. And yeah, Quest Fantastic is out there, we've got a Patreon here, all the good stuff, you know what to do. Stay cool. I'm Paul Cool. And I'm still here, from last week. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, the one good thing about Black Adam is Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, just go with that. (laughs) 